Hello and welcome to Raising Foodies, a podcast from babies and myself, Catherine Lipp, registered nutritionist and specialist in infant and early childhood nutrition. This podcast is here to provide you with evidence-based weaning advice and offer a helping hand to any parent who is embarking on the wonderful weaning journey. In this episode, I'm going to be talking to you all about introducing allergens during weaning. Now, this is quite a big topic and a question I get asked about all the time in weaning workshops that I do, um, and something that you might be feeling quite nervous about. So I think it's a really important one um, to cover, and it is perfectly understandable to be wary about introducing some of those more kind of high-risk allergen foods. So during this podcast, I'm going to talk you through step-by-step exactly what the recommendations are for introducing allergens, when to do it and how to do it. So let's get started. Now, once you have got weaning underway um, and you have been focusing particularly on those vegetable flavours, those savoury flavours that I've been banging on about if you've listened to my other episodes on this podcast, um, once you've done those first kind of initial tastes and initial flavours, then you can start to think about really getting lots of variety into your baby's diet. And with that, we want to focus on bringing in some of these foods that we would consider to be more high risk allergens Um, and I'm going to list those foods for you now so you know which ones are considered to be kind of more of those high risk allergen foods um, and you can introduce them carefully one at a time. What I should say before we really get going with this podcast is that there is quite a lot of information to take in um, and some of it is kind of a bit more technical I suppose than some of the other podcasts so if you want to make notes as we go along that's absolutely fine I'm also going to refer to a really useful handout which is actually from a charity called Allergy UK which you may have heard of um, and I'm going to put the link to that in the show notes for this podcast so um, if this is something you have a lot of questions on you are very welcome to go to Allergy UK and have a look at that download it is really useful and it will reiterate a lot of things that I'm saying. Also, please do feel free to get in touch if you've got questions um, and I will try my very best to answer them or I can sign post you to um, a specialist paediatric dietitian if that is necessary. Um, So going back to what we would consider to be some of those more high-risk allergen foods, there's there's two main biggies, I guess, that you might hear um, about a lot in relation to food allergies and they are, are uh, peanuts and eggs. Um, so they're the two kind of biggies, but there are some other high risk allergen foods, um, and that includes dairy foods. So anything that contains cow's milk, um, things like cheese and yogurt, um, fish and shellfish are also considered more high risk allergens. So any type of fish, any type of shellfish. There's also tree nuts, which is slightly different to peanuts. Um, nuts that fall into that tree nut category or that tree nut family are things like almonds, Brazil nuts, cashews, hazelnuts, macadamia nuts pecans, pistachios and walnuts as well. So it's good to introduce those one at a time Um, and I'm going to talk you through how to do that during this podcast but it is possible to be allergic to one nut and not another. So just because you have introduced peanuts doesn't necessarily mean that your baby won't have a reaction to another type of nut. So it's worth bearing that in mind as you go through this introduction of these allergen foods. Um, Another one is cereals containing wheat. 
Um, so wheat is contained in things like bread, pasta, lots of breakfast cereals, um, particularly something like Weetabix that you might be considering offering to your little one because it's it's lower in sugar and salt. So it's a good weaning food. But because it contains wheat, it would be considered more one of those high risk allergen foods. Um, sesame as well so sesame seeds um, and that can include things like tahini which is a ground sesame paste Um, so looking out for these ingredients um, on the back of the the pack of any labels um, that you look for or that you're going to offer your little one is a good idea sesame can be contained in things like hummus for example um, also soya so if you're using um, a fortified soya milk as an alternative to dairy or if you're using soya based cheese or yogurts or tofu or you're using soya beans themselves in your cooking all really great foods um, but soya is considered to be one of those more high risk allergens so one to watch out for as well um, and also celery and mustard as well and which might be a little bit more surprising Um, but those are also considered to be more of the high-risk allergen foods. Um, So when it comes to how we should introduce these foods now going back to um, one of my previous episodes where we talked about first foods no matter what type of food you're offering it's a good idea to introduce one new food at a time so whether it's a high-risk allergen food or not um, it's always a good idea to introduce one new ingredient at a time. So even when you were doing the, the vegetables right at the beginning of weaning, my recommendation is usually to try one vegetable at a time. And once you've introduced that vegetable to your baby, um, you can then start combining foods together. It is possible to have an allergic reaction to foods that I have not just listed. So it's just being mindful that... Um, when you're in if you were for example introducing um a food such as a, a a bean and vegetable stew and it had multiple ingredients in there many of which your baby had never had before should your baby have some sort of reaction to that food that dish or that meal it would be very hard to pinpoint what the ingredient was that your baby reacted to. So particularly during the early stages of weaning, it's a great idea to just take it slowly and introduce one new ingredient at a time. And that applies whether it's one of these high risk allergen foods that I've just listed for you or any other type of food. Um, So I just want to kind of make that clear to start off with. Now, um, when we are talking about introducing solids um, to babies, it's important to consider whether your baby falls into what we would call a high risk for developing a food allergy or a low risk for developing food allergy. Now, if your baby is considered to be high risk for developing a food allergy, that is babies who have already had a diagnosed food allergy. So perhaps they have reacted to something through the milk that they've had prior to weaning and we know that there is something going on and they probably have had that investigated with a doctor or an allergy specialist or a paediatric dietitian um, and that allergy has already been confirmed. So if your baby already has a diagnosed food allergy they may be at higher risk of developing other allergies um, and they would be considered to be a high risk baby. Um, The other thing that might put your baby into a high risk category for developing food allergies is if your baby suffers with severe early onset eczema Um, and severe early onset eczema can be defined as having um, eczema early in their life um, and it's severe enough to need daily steroid creams. 
um, that is what we would consider to be um, severe early onset eczema. Um, And if your baby has either of those things, a diagnosed food allergy or the severe early onset eczema, they may be more at risk of developing food allergies. And the advice is slightly different for those babies. Um, For babies who fall into that high risk category, I would recommend that you speak to your GP or a dietitian if you already have one um, or an allergy specialist. If you already have an allergy, you may well be under the care of a allergy specialist or a paediatrician and they will be able to guide you through how to introduce these allergens one at a time in a very controlled way. There there may also be some recommendations to introduce these allergens earlier um, in the weaning process, so sometimes even earlier than six months. So the advice is different um, for babies who are considered to be at high risk. All other babies are considered to be low risk. So if your baby doesn't have a diagnosed food allergy and they don't suffer with early onset severe eczema, they are considered to be low risk for allergies. So how do we actually get started with introducing those allergens to our little ones? Well, so if your baby is considered to be a low risk baby, um, you can include these more high risk allergen foods from around about six months. So you might like to start with vegetables first um, and get those kind of under your belt um, for the first few tastes of weaning. Um, And then as soon as you're ready to, um, you can get going whenever you like with these more high risk allergen foods um, one by one. And I'm going to talk you through my kind of top tips for how to do this. So tip number one is to introduce these allergens one at a time. Okay, so if I was introducing something like um, pancakes, pancakes is quite a good example, that includes wheat um, in my wheat flour, it's got milk and it's got eggs. So there's three high risk allergen foods there that I am introducing all at the same time. If I have never introduced those foods to my baby before, that's three new allergens that I am introducing when I give them a pancake. Um, And so if my baby was to have a reaction to that food, to that pancake, I wouldn't know which of those three ingredients it was and that's why it's important to think about introducing your allergens one at a time so instead of mixing those three ingredients together what I might do is think okay I'm going to start with eggs first um, and I'm going to just introduce a little bit of scrambled egg to my little one Um, or maybe I'll do an omelette as a finger food Um, and keep that separate with no other ingredients there or only ingredients that I know my baby has had before so some of those vegetables that I've introduced and they've been fine with so you can combine foods together but make sure that it's a food that your baby has already had similarly if I wanted to um start with dairy foods um, as my first allergen I might just add a little dollop of full fat yogurt to foods that my baby has already had and that would be a good way to just single out that one allergen and that would then help me if my baby had a reaction it would be much easier for me to identify okay it was probably the yogurt because I've given them all of those vegetables before and they've been fine the yogurt was the one new food so that's the first tip is to introduce allergens one at a time my next tip is to make sure you're introducing these allergens when your baby is generally feeling well and has no other symptoms and again that's a good way to help you identify allergies 
easily or identify symptoms to allergies easily. So, um, you know, for example, if my baby has currently got a bit of a teething rash um, or they are recovering from a bit of a tummy bug um, or, you know, they're having a real sort of refluxy period, um, that probably wouldn't be the best time for me to introduce an allergen just because those symptoms that they're already experiencing could mask other symptoms or it can be really difficult to decipher what is causing the reaction. So try to introduce allergens when your baby is symptom free and is generally feeling fit and healthy. Um, My next tip is to start with small quantities of these allergens. So if I was doing something like egg, for example, I might just do around half a teaspoon or one teaspoon of scrambled egg, perhaps mashed in with some vegetable puree. Um, Starting with small doses, research tells us that if your baby is likely to have a severe reaction to these foods, if the dosage of that food is smaller the reaction won't be quite so severe. So particularly with things like egg or peanut, it can be really worthwhile thinking about keeping those portions small. Um, And like I said, for egg, something around half to one teaspoon would be about the right portion. If I was doing peanut butter, um, I would use a smooth peanut butter um, and I would probably just do around quarter of a teaspoon of peanut butter and again mix that in with other foods or just loosen it up um peanut butter can be quite claggy so actually if you gave just quarter of a a teaspoon of um peanut butter on its own it can almost like roll up into a bit of a ball and actually be quite sticky um and difficult for your baby to manage in the mouth it can be a bit of a choking risk so i would maybe thin it down with a little bit of water or mix it in with my baby's puree and offer it that way but around quarter of a teaspoon of peanut butter would be about the right portion and then you can gradually increase the dosage each time you expose them to that allergen again but starting small is is a good tip um, for introducing those allergens Um, I would also recommend introducing allergens in the morning if it's possible to Um, and the reason for that is because it just gives you the rest of the day really to look out for symptoms as the day goes on it makes it easier to kind of pinpoint and see and respond to how your baby is is reacting to that food so it gives you more time to notice. Um, The next thing to suggest is that once you have introduced these foods if there's no sign of reaction it's really important to continue your to expose your baby to these foods regularly in their diet um, what we don't want to do is is kind of say okay right going to do peanut butter today um, when they're kind of six and a half months um, yes great they didn't react to that fine peanuts done tick we're, we're through we're through the other side we've managed it there's been no reaction yes we're not allergic to peanut and then if we never introduce peanut again until they're perhaps you know 12 13 14 months plus there's still time for an allergy to develop because their immune system and their body has gone so long without the exposure that they may actually still develop a reaction to that food so once you've introduced an allergen like I say, do it in the morning, do it when your baby is well, do allergens one at a time, start with small quantities. But once you've done that, if your baby doesn't react to that food, make sure that you do gradually increase the dosage um, and you offer it to them regularly. Um, so, you know, maybe you're going to include it every week or every two weeks in their diet going forward so that they get that continued exposure to that food. Um, Another important piece of advice when you're introducing allergens is to aim to leave around three to four days between the introduction 
of each allergen. So if I was doing egg today, I would wait at least kind of three to four days before I introduce the next allergen, which might be cow's milk, for example. Um, And the reason for that is because sometimes symptoms to allergies can be delayed. So you can have a delayed reaction. They're not always instant reactions. So allowing your baby that time will allow you to see whether there's any reactions happening over that three to four day period. And then you can start with the next allergen if you want to. Um, And also, you know, my final piece of advice around introducing allergens is that it's a good idea to focus on the allergens that you know are going to feature regularly in your baby's diet um, and in your family's diet um, and aim to introduce all of the allergens if you can by around about 12 months. Um, Sometimes it can feel really scary introducing allergens and I totally get that and I am with you. Um, You know it's quite a big deal isn't it when we're talking about introducing these things that could cause sometimes quite a, a severe reaction. So there's a tendency to put off the introduction of some of these foods and actually research shows us that the earlier we introduce these foods it actually can have a a more protective effect the earlier we introduce them because the baby benefits from that early exposure the immune system can respond to that food and build up a tolerance to it so although sometimes it might feel quite daunting if you put off introducing something like peanuts or egg for example until your baby is 18 months or you know even kind of 14 15 months plus um sometimes that could actually increase the risk of them developing an allergy to that food so try not to put it off try to focus on those allergens one at a time in a very gradual way um, starting with small doses and gradually increasing that um, from around about six months and aiming to introduce most of those allergens by around 12 months sometimes parents will say to me oh you know we just we never eat fish as a family we never have shellfish is that something that I, I must absolutely introduce to them and keep up in their diet regularly to build up that exposure and you know the answer is no not necessarily um if you know it's not going to feature regularly in their diet and it's not a food that you have as a family um then no you don't have to introduce every single allergen by 12 months it's just thinking about what you want what you want your your baby's diet to be like when they're older so you it's very much a personal choice and if you know that it's not going to feature regularly and you don't feel it's worth introducing then that's absolutely fine focus on those foods that you know will feature regularly to begin with and then you can tackle the other ones later if you need to um but for those that you know are likely to feature regularly try to to work on those um before 12 months if possible um now I want to talk a little bit about symptoms as well so I've mentioned symptoms and you know how quickly we might see those symptoms they could be immediate but they sometimes they could be more of a delayed reaction we don't notice those symptoms till a few days later um so I think it's probably worth talking about what some of those symptoms are that you're looking out for if your baby does react to a food now um if it's a severe allergic reaction such as anaphylaxis um then you will notice that the airways become affected so you might notice that um your baby can no longer breathe very well that their air pipe is narrowing their airway is narrowing they might have swollen tongue swollen lips swollen mouth they might have difficulty um, making noises or crying their breathing might become quite noisy or wheezy that's all a sign 
that the airways are narrowing, are swelling. Um, And that is a, a severe allergic reaction that is likely to happen almost instantly or very soon after eating the food. Um, And in those situations, it's very important to get medical attention straight away. Now, whilst all of that sounds really scary, I think it's important to remember and to reassure you that severe reactions to food are very, very rare and actually less than 1% of babies will suffer with a severe allergic reaction to food. So I don't want this information to scare you, but it's important to know that that is one of the the symptoms um, that you need to be looking out for with allergies. And like I say, that is more of an immediate reaction to food. Other symptoms that could be a little bit more delayed um, would be things like digestive discomfort. Um, So that could be vomiting, that could be diarrhea, um, it could also be constipation, it could be passing more gas, than usual, um, having you know, more with a, a windy baby, um, reflux, spitting up and, and being a little bit sick. Sometimes the sickness can be projectile, but sometimes it could just be a little bit of kind of spitting up. Um, so those digestive symptoms um, can also be a sign of a reaction to a food. You may notice them quite soon after in- ingesting the food, but again, like I say, they could be a little bit more delayed, which does make it harder to pinpoint exactly which food it was that caused the reaction. Um, You might also notice kind of skin changes, um, so rashes or hives, or if your baby suffers with a little bit of eczema, you might notice that that eczema flares up a little, um, or maybe their skin is is, um, swelling a little bit, or they're having very itchy skin. Again, that could be signs of a, a reaction to something that they have eaten. It's tricky because it could be signs of a reaction to something else going on in the air or on their clothing or in the bed sheets and things like that as well. So it can be harder to pinpoint, but it's worth um, just making a note of those reactions. Um, and what you can do is keep a record of the foods that you are introducing, particularly with those high risk allergen foods and any reactions that you think might be linked to those food exposures. And then if you're noticing patterns between food and symptoms, it's a good idea to stop um, with that food and perhaps contact your GP for further advice. So as we come to an end for this podcast, I just want to summarise some of those key bits of information for you because I know it can be quite a lot to process and it can feel quite overwhelming, the topic of allergens. So remember that if your baby is considered to be at a higher risk of developing a food allergy, and that will mean that they have um, already have a diagnosed food allergy, which has been identified even before you started weaning, or they suffer with severe eczema that was um, diagnosed early in life. They are the types of babies who would be considered to be more high risk, and it's best to speak to your GP or allergy specialist for further advice around introducing allergens. For all other babies, you can get going with introducing these allergen foods one at a time from around about six months, um, once you've started introducing those first tastes. Um, Remember to start with small quantities and introduce these foods when your baby is feeling well um, and has no other symptoms. Introduce these foods one at a time in the morning if possible so you can look out for any reactions that take place later on in the day and leave around three to four days between the introduction 
of all of these allergen foods so you can look out for any of those symptoms um so i know that it can feel really frightening um and a bit scary and a bit overwhelming when we talk about allergies and we talk about particularly some of these kind of severe symptoms but i really want to reassure you that it's estimated that less than one percent of babies will not have a severe reaction um to to foods when you're introducing them as part of the weaning diet and it's also really useful to remember that introducing allergen foods to your baby early on in that weaning process and keeping that up as part of a regular part of their diet can actually help to significantly reduce the risk of them developing food allergies so we don't want to put the introduction of these allergens off even though it can feel a little overwhelming and a little scary at time that is completely normal um but reach out for that information reach out for that support if you want it and remember that by introducing these allergens earlier on you're actually doing a great job in helping to protect them from developing food allergies so that's it for our episode today on everything you need to know about introducing allergens during weaning please do join me for the next episode of our raising foodies podcast where i'm going to be talking to you all about baby led weaning versus purees and which method you should choose